Exciting episode of the Two Half Squads, the one and only podcast. Dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff. And I'm David Kleinschmidt. We sit across the table from each other and we talk ASL. Thanks for joining us. And we talk and talk and talk. Oh, do we talk. Thanks for coming into our living room. Well, not the living room. We're in the, the, the broadcast foxhole. Yes. And uh, this is episode... 45. 1450. Uh-huh, no, and we 45. actually recorded this, we started this show last Saturday, and today is Monday the 10th. Right. But um, we got interrupted, because recently a couple of really important events happened. One was uh, we turned from 2010 to 2011, and the other is that Dave turned from 49 to 50. Oh, yeah, you had to remind me. Yeah. So if anybody was noticing a profound disturbance in the force that's what it was dave turning that and jeff gave me a nice chivas regal black uh crown royal crown royal yeah. black mm-hmm. <laughs> which was pretty funny i bought dave this bottle you know i was thinking i was thinking i should buy dave something you know something gaming but then i thought you know at this at this age i like to give gifts that are consumable because then you don't have to worry about whether or not you like it or Storing it, storing somewhere. it, and taking care of it. And that's so why oh, I'll get him some whiskey. I won't get him something gaming. So this the Crown Royal comes in a box. You open the wrapper. Uh huh. Open the box up. Pull out the bottle, and it's in a black dice bag. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Thanks, Jeff, for this great dice bag." <laughs> he was so excited about the bag because normally those Crown Royal bags are blue. The the standard Crown Royal is blue. This was a black bag, and Indeed. Dave. Oh, really? And now I've I can. Never seen you. Now so from now when I game, I can always be reminded that I'm 50, and that, you know, life's just. I don't know, Jeff. I. I don't know. I. I'll, I'll talk later about it later. It's, yeah, you look a little down. Well, I don't know. 
50. I mean, what, what have I done with my life? Yeah, not much. Thanks. <laughs> I need. <laughs> well, you've, well, think about it this way. You've wasted a lot of time playing squad leader. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And even doing this podcast, yeah. it's like a big waste of time. It's a huge waste of time. I don't know. But anyway, I'll try and fight through it and give, give yeah. you a good show, folks. Yeah. You try. Let's talk. How was your Christmas? Oh, yes. Um, fine. Thank did, you. And did you get any games or anything? Uh, no. No. I got a Tolkien calendar and I got a, oh. a Baldrick oh, for my birthday to go with my Roman sword. I dress up as a Roman and go to a Bethlehem marketplace. With the big helmet and everything. So I bought a real sword, and then I didn't get the baldric, so now I got that. What's a baldric? The strap that carries the uh, sword. Oh, okay. Two hooks on it. I call it a sword holder. <laughs> no, that's the sheath. Oh. And what else? Sorry, I don't know. Sorry, where do you wear that? Nothing else very meaningful. Oh. Uh, I do Bethlehem Marketplace at our church. Oh, they recreate, I like, a, you know, nativity thing. And yeah. I get to be the Roman guard, which is yeah. kind of fun. And you should wear that to but, the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, they don't care much about time period stuff, do they? At the they really don't. Screen. As long as you're in a costume, they love you. They don't care. <laughs> well, thanks for making me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got, uh, I actually didn't get anything, but I bought myself two games. <laughs> so, I bought myself Hammer of the Scots, which is, uh, about the Scots and their hammers. <laughs> oh. oh, it's about the, uh, wars for, uh, Scottish independence. You know, the Braveheart. Period. And yes. a, a great game I did manage to play it one day with my with my friend Mike, who I also play, uh, Mike Limke, who we also play ASL with. And then uh, I also got one called Dungeon Twister, which I had a very nice experience. I met a guy that I only see about once a year, and we meet at Games Plus usually and play something. Is this something. Ben? Uh, this is Gary. All right. You don't okay. know Gary. And so this time, normally I have something in mind, but this time I had nothing in mind. Has he done things meaningful there. with his life? He really has. He's made a big impact on a lot of a, a lot of lives. Oh, okay. You know, not like yours. But he doesn't play squad leader. That's why. He's got time. So we went to we went to Games Plus. We said, "Hey, we're we're a couple of guys. We want to play a fantasy game. A couple of geeks. What do you recommend?" And they said, "How about Dungeon Twister?" And so I said, "What the heck?" We bought that and played for about five hours. Had a great time. Oh, it does look very cool. Yeah, it's a very cool, beautiful, colorful. 3D. Yeah, and Jeff had told me uh, last Saturday when we started our recording that Robin had some complication with her class and she was going to have to hold it in the house. Yeah. And we would have to leave and go back to my house. So we packed up everything and Jeff closed the computer and didn't save the intro. Yeah. And when we got to my house, I was all psyched up to do a podcast or two in one night and I had everything ready and opened my back door and surprise. Surprise. All my friends. Now, that was meaningful, actually. Yeah. At least I have lots of friends in this life. And they were all there. ASLers, D&Ders, church friends, yep. all kinds of people. You know, and there were a lot, uh, unfortunately, uh, that couldn't make it because the distance or scheduling conflicts. So you got a lot of fr- There were a lot of people there. And if if the rest of those guys have come, you would have had a packed house, I guess. Very packed. So maybe so. I have touched people's lives in some way. Yeah. Either that, or they just want your miniatures. They want to get on your uh, in the in the uh, will. Because I have all the gaming supplies. Yeah, you've got the great um, gaming supplies. So that was really neat, Jeff. Thanks for helping my wife set that up. My pleasure. It was great fun. And oh, and as we were leaving I, to record, I'm like, Jeff, you got to bring this Dungeon Twister game. You were going to talk about it. Yeah. And he was like, Oh no, <laughs> that would have been a little I, clue that yeah. we weren't really going to be podcasting from my house. <laughs> that was fun. I didn't know if I would 
tip my hand. I was afraid that I was going to spill the beans and let you know that, that there was a party in store for you at home. You did a great job. I'm glad. Robin, too. Yeah. Thanks, Robin. So, uh, shall we go on to... Why, yes, letters. I think we should put together a, a dance to go with this. Uh, I don't feel like dancing. I'm surprised you can even stand. You know, the song doesn't even seem as joyous as it used to. Yeah. You know, I turned 50 a couple of years ago. It's all my life. So it's all been downhill. I don't want to... It just gets worse and worse. Yeah, it just gets worse. Well, we have some letters at least anyway. Does your back hurt? Meaningless letters. Mine's killing. No, my shoulder aches and my knees creak. Although your advice about eating um, the fish oil. Yeah. That was helpful. I creak less. Yeah. You you could go get a massage, but I don't know if anybody want to touch you in your current condition. (laughs) And that costs fifty bucks. Yeah. And you're going to need that money for the funeral expenses. Well, I have a letter from Pete the Kiwi. Pete the Kiwi. He says, hey, guys, really good to meet you both at Aslock. Sorry if I came across as a whining about slow play. Now, you had said that the Aussies play quicker, right, Jeff? Yeah, that's what that's what they all kind of said, that, uh, hey, you Americans play... T- well, let me think. I mean, how I do my Aussie imitation. Well, I'll come up with it later. All right. And he said I had a few <laughs> drinks by then. However, just one clarification. Six hours to play a combined arms scenario would have been cool by me, except that after six hours, we'd only managed four turns. And the first three hours, he only did 1.5 game turns. Wow. That's yeah, slow. That's really slow. <clears throat> Let's pick it up, folks. You know, yeah. life is short, and I've realized that lately. I think we all need to just pick up the pace here with these I games. think so, too. And I played somebody recently, and it was... It was actually pretty good play until we got to the last turn, and then it was just be- because he was so determined to win. Oh yeah, every move. And personally, you know, I don't, I don't care if I win or not. I just want to have fun and play, know, play, play it through, and just get it going. Yeah, there's something to just playing quicker. Uh, really, <clears throat> as like was a blast. I enjoy listening to Bob Holmes from Thoughts, as he was one of my early games and a Scotch drinking buddy. Oh. Signed Pete the Kiwi. That's like, wonder how Pete the Kiwi. I wonder how he drinks uh, scotch with Bob if he lives in Kiwiland. No, it has luck. Oh, it has luck. Okay. I've got one here from Josh Stein. Hi, guys. Uh, we carry a... Oh, here's a press release. What's this press release? Yes, he opened a store in Downers Grove. We tweeted it out. Oh, that's the one. Wanted to give him a little free ad, and from now on, Josh, it's going to cost you free each ad. Yeah, but. 100, <laughs> 100, 200 bucks. Uh so he, so Josh opened a game store in Downers Grove. We got to go down there. Yeah, we do. We got to go down there. there. We carry a variety of board games, kid, family, party, war games, of course, card games, RPGs, and dexterity games. I'm not sure what that is. Dexterity games. It's like when you put your hands out and try and slap the other guy's hands. Oh, and he has to pull them away quickly. You can fake them <laughs> oh, out. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. We're also dipping our toes into carrying high quality poker chips cases and unique playing cards. Are you a poker guy at all? No, I no. did buy poker chips and I spray painted them all, uh, one so I could write on them and I used them as, uh, when you draw an old West miniatures game yeah. that we play. Yeah, oh, right, right. I use poker chips for my, to write the names of each character on them and you pull them out of a hat and yeah. that guy gets to move next. Yeah. We are geeks. I don't play poker either. 
As I told Dave previously, if either of you find yourself down on Downers Grove, please stop by. We have three tables reserved for gamers to come and play. We'll be sponsoring tournaments, D&D encounters, and also have open gaming nights. So that sounds very nice. Go to www.fairgamestore.com. Yeah. Fairgamestore.com. And thank you, Josh, and hope that works well for you. Yes, I printed out actual paper. Yeah, this, this is thing. nice. It's very extravagant. This one, thanks for the great podcast. I've been a proud owner of ASL Starter Kits 1, 2, and for nearly, uh, 1 and 2 for nearly 24 hours now. Oh, wow. That's a newbie. The rule book, yes. The rule book that is included seems to be laid out in sequentially according to the phase structure of a turn, but not in a logical order that could be understood by somebody who has no prior knowledge of the game. For example, it's pretty hard to understand the details of the rally phase without knowing what else goes on in the turn. True. Yeah. Uh, but I think after listening to and following along with the newbie do number one, I have a pretty solid grasp of how the game works. And MMP needs to hire you guys, that would be us, to produce a video series teaching ASL. Hey, maybe that would give me a new lease on life. No, that, I don't know. Thanks a lot for the, your, our, your amazing podcast. And at the end of the first newbie do, you said you would come back to retaking Verville and explain the close combat stuff. But he wasn't able to locate it. That's because we haven't gone yeah, back Yeah, keep looking. Yet. He's not looking hard enough. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, we have to get that done. I know. I've been very busy at work. If anybody would like to, uh, I'm looking for somebody to partner with. And he also said... Uh, I have a knife-throwing act. That's really mine. I've never mentioned that. <laughs> hey, can you, we can post video of that, maybe. Yeah, we could. Um, if you, it's, I'm tired of being your practice person that you throw those <laughs> out, Jeff. Okay? He why. mentions that we mentioned ASL with miniatures, and could we devote some time to that? Yeah, that would be a long-term. When we start running out of other material, I would think we would do a show about ASL miniatures. Ah, who knows? Maybe throw it in the middle. We do have pictures up of it, and they're on our Flickr site. You can go to the bottom of the website, right, Jeff? Click on the Flickr pictures, and it actually takes you to our site, doesn't it? It does yeah. me. Right. Um, and then in there are photos of ASL beautiful miniatures laid out that we took, Jeff took at the Little Wars convention here in uh, Chicago area. So that's Tim. Thanks for writing, Tim. Here's one from Lewis Goldberg. I was very offended by your 300-pound guys comment in regards to people lining up for free stuff at Gen Con. I am not, nor have I ever been, one of the revered 300-pound guys. And so all my wargaming life, I have been made to feel inferior and defective due to my smaller stature. Despite repeated binges over the years of excessive quantities of wargamer power food such as pizzas, Cheetos, and Chex Mix, I've never been able to come close. This disability should garner sympathy rather than ridicule, especially in my favorite podcast, which I expect to be welcoming and encouraging. I've been crushed in spirit and will be seeking legal counsel soon. Should you not have a change of heart and make a sincere apology apology in your next podcast? P.S. I have also sadly been unable to achieve antiperspirant failure, except when performing activities such as roofing or week-long camping trips. Pity me, Lewis Goldberg. Uh, we're sorry, Lewis. We'll try and start giving uh, equal time to the, to the wiry, skinny guys who smell nice. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That was that wasn't a, a, a very nice comment that I made about you know 300 pound guys. And actually, I was when it's I first read this to him, like, kind. you know what? Darn right. Yeah, we. Why are we making fun of that? I know. That's we just kind of. We should not. We yeah, apologize to everyone. You know, in a way, it, it's fun to make fun, but it, uh, it's 
it's also not appropriate sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, it's just not appropriate, really. So I, I do apologize for that. Well, this one, <clears throat> gentlemen, this being a holiday week and things being slow in the shop, I took time to listen to some of the back episodes of your delightful podcast. Having done a bit of this sort of broadcast work outside of my nom de guerre, I want to congratulate you both on the long-running listenership and the surprisingly high production value of your show. I Ooh. say surprising because you sound like such idiots. No, he didn't say that. No. Because the conversational approach and discussion of your show could easily have degraded into unscripted buffoonery. Could mm-hmm. have. No, he didn't say it did. Oh, he's, he's not listened to all the shows then. <laughs> I'd say we have our share of buffoonery. <laughs> you handle topics well and informatively in an easy-to-understand conversational approach that puts the listeners immediately at ease. Broadcast organizations spend a tremendous amount of time and effort trying to duplicate just such a casual but informed roundtable atmosphere, usually without much success. Well done to you. Now, I really am reading this because I want to brag. Yeah, he's, that's very flattering. Thank you very, very much. That keeps us inspired. And, you know, I, Jeff, I'd be willing, that would maybe give me a new lease on life, too, yeah. to get a new job as a broadcaster on a radio station. Yeah. So I, if any of you know someone out in broadcasting, also, have them give us a listen, and maybe they could hire us for to be on their yeah. radio station. I've actually been trying to talk to you, Dave. I know you I'm, I'm talking now to our listeners to uh, consider doing a different podcast on some other kind of gaming because we don't get the sort of accolades from the from the publishers that we would like. We have lots of fans. We love our fans, but we're not being acknowledged. Yes, Jeff wants more acknowledgments. Right. You know what? I did? I posted something you know, the other day. At this day time on in Game my Squad. life, I'm just wondering if it's worth anything. Well, I'm sorry. True. <laughs> That's true. I posted on Game Squad the other a week ago. Mm-hmm. Dear Game Squad, the two half squads is going to be doing a podcast regarding cavalry soon, and so we're looking for information, historical information, favorite scenarios, tips, tactics, ideas about cavalry. Please post here, and I know Game Squad. That y- you could go on there and say how many Swiss Army knives can a single man counter carry. And people it, post responses? Oh, you get hundreds of responses. So I posted this question, and guess how many responses I got? It must be zero. Zero. Not one person posted anything. And I'm just, oh, they just astounded. No, they knew that we would cover everything well without their help. They knew that? Oh, I, come on. <laughs> well, There's something going on there. I don't know. Is it that nobody's on? Maybe nobody visits Game Squad anymore. Maybe they're going out of business. Well, they're not in business, but... Oh, it's fascinating. Anyway, I'm hurt. Deeply hurt. You know what? Everyone watch for Jeff's posts and respond, please. And that was from I'm going to hold my breath until somebody responds. <laughs> <laughs> and that was from Jack. Thank you, Jack. Dear sirs, I guess that's us. This is from Sam. I received ASL Starter Kit 1 for Christmas and only yesterday got to play with another friend, also a complete newbie. Together, I think we got most of the rules, uh, got most of the rules, and with the help of American Sergeant Grantham, I was able to hold back many, many squads in both scenarios one and four. He's a beast with a flamethrower. We had a great time, but came up with a couple of questions I was hoping you could answer. So, normally, I, I don't know, what do we do with questions people send us? We, I, I think I, we should answer them. Well, yeah, but no, we don't. We refuse. I'm, I, I'm hesitant to get bogged down in anything that would require us to go to the rule book. 
Oh, we'll just make up reference answers. Rules. Yeah, we'll just make up answers. It can be very time-consuming. Yeah. There is a MMP site. has a frequently asked questions section. I recommend everybody go to that. I recommend Board Game Geek. That's a very good spot. That's also correct. Questions and get answers. I don't recommend Game Squad. I don't think anybody visits Game Squad anymore. Well, maybe it was just us. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, so did, what question did he have? Did he have? Uh, question one. In Scenario 3, the Americans have to hold 25 building hexes for victory, but they don't have 25 units. How is control determined? You control the buildings in your startup area, typically, and you're considered to hold them, or you're the last person to pass through it. Right. So if I pass through it, I control it. If there's no enemy units in it, and you I can pass leave through it behind. It, you I still it. control it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, Number two, is any unit that is not elite considered inexperienced? Machine guns not used by elite lower the breakdown number, but are they inexperienced for close combat? No. Inexperienced troops are typically, uh, I don't have this memorized, but they're green or conscripts. I think all conscripts, is that right? right? Yeah, I believe that's right. And then green troops of some nationalities or or green troops with a leader are exempt from the prohibitions or problems with inexperienced troops. So you can, that is in the rule book, you can double check that, but that's the basic idea. When does a unit lose DM? We played that after one turn, sitting in safety, it's lost. Is that true? Yeah, you take off the DM after the next rally phase. Right. You roll. Oh, unless they're in the open ground, they may keep it on to continue routing. Yes. Something like that. Right. I'll try one on you, Jeff. Okay. Out of curiosity, because it isn't part of SK-1, what does underlying range... Ooh, that's a tough one. What does underlying range mean, Jeff? Spray and fire. That's correct. And, oh, and that, which, which doesn't come into play in uh, Starter Kit 1. So when you, or with any of the Starter Kits. Okay. I don't think. You're right. Spraying fire. And advanced that assault comes in fire. Full. And the box or circle around think. the squad's class. Think. Oh, I know. The Because sometimes a nationality has two different kinds of first-line troops. Right. The Germans have two different kinds of elites. Yes. So circle ones are one type, assault engineers or something maybe, maybe. And the box is another type. That's the main difference. Right. But because there's two types of the yeah, same that's right. first. So you can't yeah. just say first line or you can't say elite. Right. Uh, in close combat, if a unit is casualty reduced, does it break? No. And can broken units run from close combat? Oh, yes. Now, I'm not sure about starter kits, but in the advanced rules... You have to try and withdraw from melee, and the enemy attacks you with a neg two in close combat when right. you withdraw. Yeah. Now, uh, again, I don't know if that's starter kit. I don't think that's covered in starter kit. So he's coming up with some good questions. We recommend you go out and buy the full rules. I think you're ready. Right. right. I, these are good questions. <laughs> Number six, if I'm in woods and next to me is a road surrounded by woods, hex, if I'm in woods and next to me is a road surrounded by woods hex, and beyond that is a wood hex with an enemy unit, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? No. <laughs> Can I see them? Uh, we'd have to set this up. No. I know this. If Because he says the road is surrounded by woods, no, you cannot see through that. You'd have to be looking down the road, right? A line of sight down the road itself. To see oh, right. Through yes. a woods a combination woods road hex. Yeah. So no, you may not. 
And he played it correctly. He says, we played, you can't. Okay, if a broken unit comes under fire, isn't there always a chance it will get at least a normal morale check? Unless it's on the one column with a plus five? <laughs> but really. No. I. You know, I don't know. I No, I think there are... Well, yeah, the one check with a plus five, because if you roll, possibility of rolling snakes, plus five, seven. Because uh, it, it, th- isn't that the rule? It will yeah. only go under DM again if, if you, there's a possibility that it will The fire's get enough a, a to cause check, a, yes. a normal morale check. I, I don't know. I think he's maybe right. Close to right. Yeah. Yeah. There are, But there are, I've been in situations where I haven't been able to get DM because my fire was power was too low. Oh, don't forget there's softened smoke you're shooting through or grain, and the pluses start to throw you right out of the range. Yeah. And I wish they left that rule out of there, frankly. I wish they just said if you get fire at you with anything, it just DMs you. You know, make it easier. It'd, but, be, it'd be a much better game if they did that. Yes, but thank you, Sam. Dave's rules. We hope that helps a little bit. And... Illustrates to everybody why we're not the best people to go to with questions. <laughs> I think we are. Well, maybe we're I think close. We answered those very well. Yeah. And remember, it's not about being right; it's about having fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. And a letter from Doug saying Merry Christmas. Thank you, Doug. And Happy New Year <laughs> to you also. Hey, Jeff and Dave. This is Joe McCool from Finley, Ohio. Uh, Dave, you might know Finley. It's about 45 minutes south of Toledo, and uh, I work up in Maumee. But, hey, guys, I love Squad Leader because, to me, it represents the most advanced strategy game in the world. And uh, even though I've never played it, but maybe Dave can teach another newbie on a trip to Toledo sometime. Um, I love the podcast. I've listened to every one, and they only further my desire to one day have the time and energy to uh, learn and play ASL. Thanks a lot, guys. Joe. Wow. McCool. McCool. That is a cool name. That's the best dude, name. Joe. Joe McCool. And I do know Finley. Finley Laura's dad's from Finley, and her grandma was down in Finley, so we would often go there when she was still alive. She passed away a few years ago, and her dad moved down to Florida, but yeah, Finley's where they grew up. And so we, I do, and actually, boy, I don't know, I float the idea across my wife about uh, getting a game in when I'm in Ohio. <laughs> I'm supposed to be visiting family. Yeah, that'll go. But uh, if it's a long trip there, she might fight on that, Joe. Yeah. So yeah. I'll try and keep that in mind. And thanks for entering the contest. We're sorry you didn't win also. Jeff's busy thinking up a new contest. We right? are trying to think. Our little brains are churning away trying to think of another contest. That last one was fun fun to do. And it was nice to see uh, Ken Smith get some extra notoriety from that. So you got any ideas for contests? Well, hey, and we're open to ideas for contests if anybody well, else there has one. Leave it at that. Let's yeah. see if we get any response so, on that. Yeah, we got better lots than of you stu- did we, on... have, <laughs> we have lots of stuff to give away. Yeah, I mean, lots of stuff. So let's get some ideas for contests. Yeah, you know, I'm actually thinking of giving away all my stuff, Jeff. May you sell stuff? Well, you know? your eyes, you know, your eyes are going to start going. You're not going to be able to see the and boards. It's just, and the... you know, maybe I could give it all away and do something more meaningful. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be hard. Well, we do have another voice, man. Richardson here with another entry for your contest. This time it's a song, and it's a tune you recognize. <clears throat> Tank hunter heroes that survive all enemy gunfire. When my foes attack becomes stuck in a quagmire. When my tank survive hits with nothing but some dings. These are a few of my favorite ASL things. <laughs> <laughs> 
squads in white camo on skis with flamethrowers. Snake eyes on kill shots that leave no survivors. When my line of sight is proven clear by a string. These are a few of my favorite ASL things. When my squad breaks. When the sniper bites. When the dice gods are mad. I simply remember my favorite ASL things. And then I don't feel so bad. God, I hope I win this print because I'm making quite a fool of myself. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Wow. We will suffer a fool. <laughs> that was amazing. That was fantastic. Richardson. Yeah, you're... you're uh, uh, I, I'd say work on your... Um, you know, I direct musicals at my school. and yeah. You may want to work on your pitch a little bit there. And uh, I think Jeff has a comment about the number of syllables. <laughs> I don't... I'm not going to comment about that. I thought we did a great job. He did a great job. He got... Uh, you know, he slipped a couple hey. extra syllables in some of those. It'd be nice if... Uh, Do you want to actually try and sing it? Maybe that'll cheer me up on my 50th. Oh, you want to try this? Sure. All right. All right. <clears throat> uh, tank gunner heroes who survive enemy gunfire. Come when on, Jeff. my first attack becomes stuck in a quagmire. When tanks survive hits with nothing but a bunch of dings. These are a few of my favorite ASL things. Squads in white camo, whiskeys in flamethrowers. Snake eyes on kill shots that leave no survivors. When my line of sight's proven clear by with a strain. These, These are, are a few of my favorite ASL things. When my squad breaks. When, when the, the sniper, sniper bites, bites. When the dice gods are mad. I simply remember my favorite ASL things, and then I don't feel so bad. No, I still feel bad, Jeff. Yeah, I do, I, too. It's not going to work. No. It'd be nice if we could get, like, a professional uh, rendering of this. Like singers to do it? Real singers. Like a couple of women singers with a whole band yeah, backing them up like or something? Yeah, like an orchestra. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. I wonder what that would sound like. Tank hunter heroes who survive enemy gunfire When my first attack becomes stuck in a quagmire When tank survive hits with nothing but dings These are a few of my favorite ass of things Squads in white camel with sneeze and flamethrowers. Snake eyes on kill shots that leave no survivors. When my land sights prove and clear by a string. These are a few of my favorite ASL things. When my squad breaks, when the sniper bites, when my dice gods are mad. I simply remember my ASL things, and then I don't feel so. No, no, I, I don't know, Jeff. I just can't imagine it, and it's a stupid idea. Yeah, it like never I said, work. you know, it would the, never work. It's the whole thing's kind of meaningless yeah. anyway. <laughs> so it's a it's a nice idea, but forget it, forget it. Yeah. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source. Hey! The horse, give wow. The that you That's He's a jaunty tune. Talk to it's cheering me up a bit. Yeah. 
it brings back memories. Well, what does that mean? Well, it could only mean one thing, Dave. Well, it might mean two things. I guess if your your brain is bent, it could mean and a great many things. But I know what we're going to be talking about next, and that is cavalry, cavalry. which is uh, pretty exciting. <laughs> It's, you look excited. It right is there. very exciting. I am starting to cheer up now. That's helping. Hey. Yeah, I was kind of uh, interested. I was very interested in this topic. I'm going to go back to the Game Squad thing. No. I was really looking forward to getting some information. No, 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 no. Especially no, 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 historical, no. something historical. You know, I've actually, I went to the library, uh, the Arlington Heights Public Library, which is a very good library. It's a big library. It's one of the biggest suburban libraries in the U.S., and I looked up the word cavalry, and there were no books on cavalry. Well, certainly nothing on World War II cavalry. They did have a couple books on uh, Teddy Roosevelt and Rough Riders. Yeah. You know, Spanish-American War. Yeah, Spanish-American War. Huh. And and plenty in the Civil War, but nothing that took you into World War II. I would think that would be... Very surprising. I I would find that an interesting concept, especially uh, it being... You know, something that was going out of fashion, of course, right. at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, although that also started in World War One, I, I suppose. Going and, out of fashion? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, charges yeah, with the machine guns. Uh, the horses were very, very vital to the war efforts, my understanding. That uh, transport, behind-the-scenes transport, and yeah. oil was uh, difficult to come by at times. Right. And so the uh, and even as a food source, sadly, right. in emergencies. Yeah, we don't know if bully beef... Probably contained uh, horse meat, and I know they were making dog food out of it, and and they still do. But anyway, uh, I couldn't find anything, so I was hoping that I would get something on Game Squad, but I didn't. Maybe next time. Maybe if I shame them enough. And I, you know, I wanted to write. I wanted to write somebody, but I didn't know who to write to. You know what? I'm getting bitter as I get older. You are now. Come on, <laughs> you cheer it up. You got to slap me Fuck around up a now. Bit. Slap me around a little bit. You know what I love, I love uh, best about cavalry? What? All the great music <laughs> that we can use. Isn't it great? <laughs> yeah, why not? So this is uh, from the Grand Canyon Suite by some guy. So let's talk about cavalry rules. Huh? Yes. I, 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 but there's a lot um, of scenarios of using cavalry rules, and I was trying to find that list. Now, I know there was a list in one of the annuals or journals, and then there was a later one, and I thought it was put out in either... Maybe it was... Sorry. Or man. it could have been. <laughs> or on the other hand... Yes, 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 it was. Not bad. In like um, one of the email publications, like Bonsai or somewhere else, where I saw a complete list, and I don't have it, so you guys have to go out and find it. Find it yourselves. Mm, okay. And we will. I wasn't. I don't even remember what you were talking about. <laughs> All right, but let's talk about cavalry rules because it is it is fun to play. I have played a couple scenarios with it, so let's start. And this comes from right from the rule book. ASL rule book. Yeah. In uh, chapter A, section 13, cavalry. Cavalry is any personnel unit riding a horse. 
Apparently, you can't be riding anything else and be cavalry in uh, in ASL. Oh. And is symbolized by placing a personal counter directly atop the horse counter. And we have a horse counter here for everybody to look at. And it is it is horses. It's horses it from above. It is horses. Yeah, I remember in a previous show, you thought it was like a motorcycle or something. Yeah, but. or bicycles. But there's no sidecar on a horse, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> right. And... Um, so the way you you play with cavalry is you put the counter your counters right atop the horse, and, and then that, you're the that rider. shows that they're that shows that they're mounted. Okay, cavalry stacking limits are equal to those for infantry. So what does that mean, Dave? Um, three squads to a hex, right? Or cav, you know, so the horses don't add to the stacking problem. That's okay. right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there is no limit to the amount of unmounted horses in a hex, though. Oh, you can just put a bunch of horse counters all together. Yeah, like we would 10, call that like 20, a herd. A herd. A big herd. A gaggle. A gaggle of yeah. horses. Oh, gaggling horses. <laughs> uh, cavalry is not vehicular in nature. It has no vehicle-covered arc. And it expends what? Movement factors or movement points? That would be movement factors, like infantry, then. That's right. I'm aching to stop here and ask you to clarify why there is a difference between movement factors and movement points. Why, why in squad leader, why is there this difference? I don't know. Okay. I gotta look that up at some point. So, and they move, there is a cavalry counter on the terrain chart. So you don't have to remember all of this. Oh stuff. yes, it lists the, the points per, yeah. Yes. So it lists all the terrain points. types uh, that cavalry horses, and there's some that are NA. Okay, can cavalry do infantry bypass? Yes, except if they're charging, because I did the charge rule, so I know that. Yeah, that's right. And that's interesting, and it says here specifically, movement through building hexes via infantry bypass is allowed. Does that mean that you cannot do infantry bypass of woods? Yes, you can. Okay. It, but the horses can't go into a building, but the bypass would be allowed. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, the nor- okay. What is the normal cost for cavalry to move along a trailblaze in woods? This is a tough one. Ooh, and that I do not know. Three movement factors. Oh, okay. On a trail break? Yeah. Yep. Uh, did I say blaze? You did say yeah, blaze. Yeah, trailblazing. Yeah, trail. Yeah. yeah, sorry. All right, Dave. True or false? Cavalry may make a minimum move. True. How did you know that? Because it said it used like infantry movement, so it seemed yeah. to fit. Okay. And uh, to ex- explain to us what minimum move means for those people that if don't If they know. don't have enough movement points to enter a terrain location, mm-hmm. they can just do it anyway, and it's a minimum move. And are they marked with a CX then or something? Well, normally an infantry would be marked with CX and pinned, I think. Is Probably, an infantry, but yeah, but uh, cavalry does not pin, so they would get a CX counter. Let's okay. see. Uh, yes, they become CX, but cavalry does not pin. Okay. So, can cavalry receive a leader movement factor bonus? Uh, no. Is that right? That is correct. But may the cavalry leader provide movement factor bonus to infantry if they're all moving as a stack? 
Yes. So These he's on a horse. Questions. So he's on a horse? Yeah, he's on a horse. He, and the men are walking alongside him. Right. And he's just riding along the line of the troops saying, let's go, boys. Yes. Yes. If they all move as a stack throughout their movement phase. Okay. Now, there are different movement factor costs. Dismounting a horse costs how many movement factors? One quarter. Was that just like um, a vehicle? 25%? Yes, that is correct. 25% of the movement. <laughs> and he agrees, most assuredly. Um, so this part this part was a little confusing for me because I haven't played Cavalry for a little while. We so. did one scenario yeah. a while back. Yeah. But and I did one with Rich that was, that was fun, but he played the Cavalry, so he... He needed to know the rules, but I really didn't. But the thing to remember is that you can mount, ride, and dismount all in one turn. And I, like, these things, I like to mount. Yes, I know you do. You're a junior taxidermist. And so, but you need to remember some rules about that because, you know, there's these things take up movement factors. I'm just turning the music down there. It's getting a little distracting. <laughs> <laughs> we could end it and do a new song later. <laughs> All right. So when dismounting, the unit loses one movement factor of its basic allotment for every 25% of the horse's current movement factors. So we just... So if the horse moves, uh, it has a movement factors of 12. If it moves 9, then it has a quarter of its, its own movement left. So the infantry could expend could. one of their movement factors, which is right. 25% of their movement factors. And if the horse uses three quarters of its movement factors, the mounted infantry loses three quarters of their movement factors. So they would only have one left. So they left. would only have one left. Just like vehicle um, embarking and disembarking on a vehicle. Okay. Um, a horse counter may be dismounted after having been mounted or moved in the same movement phase, but it can't be mounted by somebody else. Oh, really? Is what so? Is what this once part you of the move them, is. no one else can get on that. Somebody horse else can't counter. jump on. It's not like the Pony Express. Okay, where you, <laughs> you drop one guy off and you can pick up more guys and and head head along. Exactly. All right, uh, so there are three kinds of uh, horse counters. Oh, I, I know. Tell me. A full squad counter with three horses depicted on it. Right. A half squad with two horses. Right. And a single man counter horse. Right. One. Okay, and on the on the full squad horse counter, the one with three horses, what is the carrying capacity of that? A squad. A squad and what oh, else? Oh, oh, oh. I know, I know this because I reread all the rules for the show, and it surprised me. An unlimited number of leaders. Yeah, any number of single man, uh, single That's man counters. Just crazy. Yeah. Wonder what happens to a berserk guy on a horse. Oh, don't even go there yet. All right. I always think of this stuff like that, and it's frightening. Um. Okay, a half squad horse counter, which holds. A half which squad. is two horses, can hold what? A half squad and then... Or a crew. A, and and a four, number, four, four, four leaders. Four or less single-man counters is right. And a single animal, one horse depiction, can carry... Just a hero or a leader? One or two single-man counters. Oh, oh, oh. 
Sure, because a guy can ride a horse with a guy sitting behind him. Yeah, it's a horse built for two, and you don't need the sidecar. <laughs> yeah, horse built, built for two. Um, and all these horses, all these horse counters, by the way, are white. So there are no horses of a different color. Oh, yeah. well, that's another good yeah. one. <laughs> Nay. Um, yeah, Nay. sorry. <laughs> Boy, you're really cheering me up. Now, if a <laughs> if a single infantry unit can and wishes to mount a horse counter that's too large for it, so like if a half squad wants to mount a full squad horse counter, do you know what happens? Oh, oh, you automatically take the full squad horse counter and deploy it. Is that the term they use? Yes, deploy into two half squad horse counters. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And if it's a half-squad horse counter and a single-man counter goes to get on it... You automatically can break off a single horse from that counter? That's right. Exactly. Okay. Let's talk about portage and horses. Oh, oh. You can't portage a horse like... You know, carry it on your shoulders across a river. You can't really no. even across a river. No, you cannot portage a horse. What counter. if it's frightened? No, it has to. No, it has to walk on its own two feet. Yeah, if John Wayne was here, he'd carry that horse. It has to walk. Yeah. Which would there they go? Yeah, there they by. go walking by. Uh, the IPC of cavalry equals that of infantry, and is the maximum amount of support weapons that it can carry. So. None of this reduced uh, reduced movement factors because you're carrying something heavy. So if it's got a if it's got oh. a portage factor of four, you can't take it on the horse. Can't counter? take it on the horse. Oh, so it doesn't really give you extra capacity. It doesn't give you extra carrying capacity. Oh, however, um, I suppose if there's any now, is there a reduction in 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 uh, portage points when you dismantle something? There is. They're right? lighter, yeah. They're lighter, yeah. So, um, cavalry may not uh, dismantle a support weapon, but if you know if they're already possessing it, but if you if you dismantle something and put it on the horse, obviously then okay, they can carry that because you're holding the reins. Right. It's kind of complicated to take apart a machine gun while you're holding on to the reins. Right. And interestingly, if whatever it is you're carrying is dismantleable, you must. Carry it dismantled on the horse. You okay. cannot carry it assembled if it is too bulky to put a big old heavy machine gun. You know, just right. toss it up there. Contrary to a movie uh, that Robin and I started to watch recently, it came out last year with Josh Brolin. I can't remember the name of it. Based on some uh, graphic novel about a, it's a western guy, and he, but he's got a Gatling gun mounted on his horse. It was really, really? A dumb movie. like yeah. mounted, like at firing. Well, yeah, and he's like he's he's riding along on his horse, and everything looks normal, and then he goes into this town, and the bad guys are coming out of the building, and suddenly he flips up a blanket, and there's a Gatling gun. <laughs> he starts firing. He the... starts shooting. Was, we stopped right there. It was too dumb. Um, a uh, squad cannot recover a support weapon. Cannot possess a gun while on a horse, but can it transfer support weapons between friendly units while mounted? 
No. Yes, it can. Ah. So you can pass those weapons around as much as you like. Just right up next to the other guy. Right. Now, normally, um, an, a, a single-man counter can add its IPC to a squad in order to aid in carrying yes. something. Does that work for horses? Think of it logically. Uh, he's on a different horse. He's on a different horse. Can he help carry it? I, yeah. I don't know. No. Okay. He cannot. Cannot is at Because he's IP. on a different horse. Right. And the uh, the basic uh, movement factor of a horse counter, we already said, is 12. 12. Can a cavalry unit move into or through an enemy-occupied location during the movement phase if enemy units are armed? Yes, in a charge. Yeah, I guess if it's charging. Oh, but not normally. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, the rule states that uh, it only they, it could only do that if the enemy units are unarmed, disrupted, or concealed. Oh, then they can move right. Then they through. can move right through. Uh, otherwise, they could only do it if they're charging. And you're going to cover charging yes. in, in just a few minutes after a word from our horsey sponsor. Final protective fire. This is. Uh, the, I thought this was an interesting rule. Defend because I I don't know if I've ever come up. Yeah, I guess I have come up with triple point blank fire and occasionally it does occasionally. come up occasionally. Infantry using triple point blank fire versus cavalry are also considered to be using final protective fire. Yes. So if cavalry is charging in, they have to be in your hex. Correct. It's going to force and they're, you. They're going into your hex. You can use that triple point blank fire, but I guess because they're on cavalry and they're on horses, it's a little harder to hit. Yes. It's area fire. Well, it's area fire, but I think because you're panicking as they come in your hex. Yeah, and those horses, really, they're noisy. And they actually have a neg two on them. So it's easier to shoot the horses. Right. But when they're rolling right over you, you kind of panic, maybe. Yeah. Uh, cavalry may increase the movement factor allotment by how many movement factors using a gallop? Oh, normally it's 12. It's normally going all the 12. way to 20. Yes. Right? Amazing. Yeah. So you can really cover some ground there. You declare a gallop at the start of the movement phase, but you can also declare a gallop during the movement phase if you're going, so you can be part of the way into the movement phase and then declare a late gallop, in which case you don't get a full eight extra movement factors. Do you know how many movement factors you, you would get? No. Can I guess that it would be half? Yes, you can guess. Half. Yes, you are right. <laughs> I'm just trying to slow down here a little. <clears throat> Galloping cavalry may not bypass or move into woods unless on a road. Okay, because they're, they're running too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll slam um, into trees and things. Yeah, yeah. That could really be bad. Okay, cavalry firepower is affected. Yes, this is half as mounted fire. Right. Uh, but all, not under all conditions. There are some conditions where it is not halved. When you're charging, because mm-hmm. that I did. And what else? Close combat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So if your cavalry yes. is in close combat, it's it's not halved. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, I, you know, actually once I was... By ho- horses. I mean, when you stand by a horse, the thing is really big. And to be honest, 
I'm a bit intimidated by horses. I've ridden on them and found it a bit scary. Yeah. Um, I was on one that slipped on mud on a very narrow trail, and it just barely caught itself. Or I and the horse were going to be rolling down the snow. And, yeah, I'm trembling like a... I have to pour myself a drink <laughs> just thinking about it. And uh, though seeing these horses up close, you realize what a charge by calf would be like. This yes. This wall of big old flesh yeah. just hurtling at you. Yeah. And so I think the firepower bonus is part of the intimidation factor. Yeah, I guess that would be true. Yeah. Why they can charge in at triple and not be half. Yeah. And you don't really get, you you don't nearly get the same effect uh, of how intimidating horses are when you're watching a movie. When I when I am watching a movie. Correct. I've always thought, what you know, what's the big deal oh, against the chariot? It's just a horse. A guy on a horse. Y- you lose the perspective. But oh, when yeah. you stand by a horse or a bunch of horses, <laughs> it's really big. something. Yeah, um, Robin and I did horseback riding one time when we were in the Virgin Islands. She said, let's go horseback riding. She doesn't really like heights. So they took us on this hair-raising, <laughs> slippery cliffs and things like that on these gigantic horses. I mean, some horses are not that big. No, but the big old but these were Clydesdales, big, these were big the, the draft horses are, yeah. are big. Yeah. And I was in a hospital once, and the girl had a broken hand, and we uh, somehow... I forget my mother had asked maybe or something. Uh, I had broke my leg, and so maybe she just had kind of said, well, a Clydesdale had stepped on her hand. Oh. And I swear it was, she said, like, like most every bone in my bo- yeah. in my hand is, you know, fractured or unbroken. Yow. Well, I think the American pony, you know, the quarter horses are not, are not that big. <laughs> no. They call them quarter horses. Well, they're lighter. Yeah. I always like the bigger the I like the half dollar horses or the buck and a quarter horses. <laughs> I had to get that joke in there, even though it was terrible. Okay, can cavalry? This is a good one. Use assault fire. Um. Sure. No. No. Oh, no assault fire. No spraying fire. And this one actually surprised me. Can it place smoke? Oh, the answer is no. It's no. Which surprised me, too, because that's why I remembered it. Yeah. yeah, why can't you toss a smoke grenade? Why can't you? But Maybe it's too hard to figure movement, you know, what uh, the movement factor penalty yeah, would be. Yeah, I, I don't or, know. Yeah. You'd think, you know, it could just drop smoke while you're running away. Maybe you kick up smoke if it's <laughs> dusty. <laughs> That would be dust. On the dusty trail. Cavalry is always subject to a negative modifier on neg, the IF2. Neg, IFT. Neg 2. Yeah. But not in conjunction on. with the open ground non-assault movement, which would utterly be devastating Neg yeah. 4. Right. So, no. Neg 2, always on horse, big horse, easy to shoot that big old thing. We said that cavalry is not eligible for assault movement, but if an if infantry dismounts during the movement phase, can it then use assault movement? Oh well, that, that would be ridiculous. No, right? It couldn't. Of course not. That would be crazy. What about wall advantage or hedge advantage? Uh, no, the horses are too tall. Mm-hmm. The hot. That's it how says you right here, that. unless the horses are standing in a hole. <laughs> or kneeling. <laughs> or kneeling. 
<laughs> that's good. Wow, yeah. That's really good. Also, um, shell hole and entrenchment uh, terrain <laughs> effect modifiers are NA. Yeah, they can't go in a entrenchment. Yeah. Now, horses... Uh, well, let's pick up the pace. Yes. Uh, horses have no inherent morale level and are not affected by morale checks. Okay. If cavalry breaks, what happens to the infantry on it? Oh, oh, they um, they have to bail out. Exactly. And the horse counter is considered to have bolted or been destroyed and is removed oh, from play. Oh, just take it off the table. Just gone from play. So, uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's getting crazy in here. Um... Horses, whether mounted or not, are attacked using the the star vehicle line on the IFT. Oh, uh, yeah, when you actually shoot at the horse? Right. Okay. This is fire against the cavalry and any units riding them. Against, you know, the horse and, and the riding. Horses are not subject to the neg-2 die roll modifier for, for cavalry. Oh, the horses themselves are not. Oh, when you roll on the unarmored line. Right. Yeah, so... So uh, if the final, and this part confused me, so I'm going to read this out, so, uh, out loud so we can talk this one out. If the final IFT die roll is less than the star vehicle kill number, right, a number of horse counters up to the highest KIA number listed on that column are eliminated. Yeah, take a look at your um, chart. I don't have IFT it. chart. Okay, you got the chart. So here on the chart, yeah. uh, for example, if you have a four firepower, right. it'll be uh, unarmored vehicle line is a five. So if you roll that number or less, the number of horse underneath that four slot is a two KIA. That's the most you can get with a four firepower. If you're on the six firepower shot, you can look across the star line. Mm-hmm. The number is a six. That's what you need to eliminate the horses. Mm-hmm. And below that's a three KIA. So the higher the firepower, the more number of horse counters you can eliminate with okay. your fire. All right. So, and if you kill the horses... Shame on you. Yeah, it's, it's very unkind. I'm actually un- unclear about that. If you, if, you're, if you take the shot, you kill the horses, and what about the, the squads riding them? They have to bail out. They just bail out. They don't take the hit. They also take the hit. So and they also take the hit. When you roll as a, a separate in a separate roll. Same roll. Oh, same roll. So for okay. example, so the, and I do this on the charge example. I'll oh, give a lot of examples okay, of the firepower. Good, good, good. But if you're on the four firepower table, yeah. a four four seven squad fires at a horse counter two hexes away. Yeah. It's a four. Now he rolls a four. Okay. It's minus two. Against the infantry. Right. Right? So that's a snake eyes that would half squad the infantry on the horse. Okay. And then you still take that four roll straight up without the neg, you said. Right. On the star vehicle line. And that number's a five. So if you roll the four, it's below the five. The horse counter's eliminated also. So the horse counter goes. Then you have that half squad guy. Yeah. That took a, it was a half squad two check. He made his two check. So you have a half squad left on that horse counter. That horse counter is also eliminated, shot out from under him. Now he takes his bail out. Okay. And the danger was if he was half squatted and then took the two check and broke, then he had to bail out. Breaking twice, he's eliminated. So it can be brutal. Yeah, brutal. 
Okay, good. Thank you for that clarification. And finally, cavalry and horses do not take pin task checks. They don't take loss leader morale checks or loss leader task checks and are not subject to pin or heat of battle results. Okay, might be too confusing to... Yeah, that's that covers about half of the rules. The Lone Ranger. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Why don't the horse counters have names on them like the leader counters do? Like Silver, Kleinschmidt. <laughs> no, I don't want to be a horse counter name. Take it, Dave. Take what you can get. No, and I, I, know, would, I, you know, if they named a bicycle after me, I'd be happy. You know, having turned fifty, Jeff, I think the whole value <laughs> of having my name on a counter. <laughs> Becomes so meaningless also. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was just kind of Googling up to what, what do you think a red Ferrari is going to cost me? Are you having a midlife crisis? I need a crisis. change, you know. Wow. Uh, you know, maybe I should get a new car, a sports car with a, with no roof and stuff. Why don't you do something crazier like switch from ASL to advanced Tobruk system? That would be, that, that, hey, that's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Talk about Yeah. I like that. Well, not for my quiz show. Yeah. Yeah. May cavalry charge a concealed unit? Uh, may ch- cavalry charge charge a concealed unit? No. Why not? Well, they, they're concealed. Yeah, they're unknown. Yeah. Only a known unit yeah. when it wants to charge. charge. I'm doing the charge rule here yeah. now. Can it charge a unit out of line of sight? No. <laughs> it's not telepathic? Right. So then, and that would be one of those rules where it came around the co- corner and, oh. and gets in line of sight and takes that late charge, which is we only give it four movement factors. You're right. It's a good example. Yeah. I should have done that on the little tutorial I did. How many hexes away does it have to be to declare a charge, the target? Oh, wow, that's a good one. Um, 16? No. I'm going to guess. Closer. Oh, how many hexes? Like how close? Away can the enemy? I be? was thinking, what's the? If the it's maximum? one hex away, can you charge it? Oh yeah, I'm doing the opposite. Oh, I see. If it's one hex away, can you charge it? No, I wouldn't think so. Can't get up like enough steam. Up, yeah. So because it, it takes a couple hexes of whip in their butts to get them going. Greater than or equal to three hexes away. Oh, three hexes. Okay. To declare the charge, does it have to gallop to charge? Declare a gallop and be marked with a CX on the horses. Hey, this is really getting to be equestrian. I'm going to say no. Does it have to gallop? To, well, yeah. It's, it's charging. A, yeah, you're not going to walk in a what? charge. You have to pick up the speed to make it really charge, scary. Charge, but not too fast. <laughs> Can it charge into a building hex? <laughs> Why not through the windows? Well, that would be horrible. Shh, crashing through the windows. I just watched Time Bandits with my kids. Oh, yes. and the, Great. The horse right. comes bursting out bursting of the Bursting through cabinet. the window, yeah. Was Why that uh, Napoleon writing that one? Uh, no, that? he's in, in there later. Yeah. It was just a knight or something. Yeah. So anyway, can it charge into a building? I was. I just said no. Okay, you're correct. Okay. Woods. No. No, you're correct. Mm-hmm. Open ground. Yes. Yes, you're correct. Grain field. 
I'm going to say yes. Yes, you what are the, correct. The, and what is the movement for uh, horses through grain? It's oh shoot, I, it's it's you actually know? on the uh, replay on my tutorial. Oh, it is. Okay, so um, we'll hear I that. think it's one and a half. But it's, okay, same as again, you reference your train yeah. chart. But um, still, you got twelve movement factors, so you can get through grain. You, you know, I hate grain. Why? I, like, I hate grain. Why? I make bread I out of it. Scenario? Maybe wow. you should do more things with your grain. I'm trying to really reduce the grains in my in my diet. Oh yeah, yeah. The starchy yeah. carbs. Um, no, I hate grain in squad leader because it takes so long. Mike and I were playing a scenario, and I was trying to get through the grain, and it was like taking forever. Well, that one and a half. <sighs> well, try moving Dead. through the swamp, buddy, and then you'll see what slow yeah, really is yeah. like. It was May you charge into a sewer? No. An ocean hex? Ooh. I'm picturing Bo Derek on the back of a horse right now, and she <laughs> no, was she no, looked she like was she on was, the beach, the ocean. Yeah, on the beach. Yeah, Did right. she charge into the ocean. Oh no, no, the water slows the what horse. What if you're riding away. a seahorse? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yes, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank uh, you very much. What is the movement factor cost to enter the hex you charge? Oh my gosh! No, no one will know that. That. Well, just cost of terrain, right? Well, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, let me think. You want, one would normally think it was just cost of terrain to get in there. But now, if there's it, a let's person say it's open in ground, your, and there's a person in that hat, and there's a remember, person in there charging. Cost of terrain plus one. I'm just taking a wild guess. Guess again. Three. You're plus holding up three. three fingers. Does that mean something? <laughs> three plus cost of terrain. Yes. Why? Which, why? Why? Three plus well, cost of think, terrain. I don't know. Is that it for? The vehicle overrun. They make you pay the. Extra? Even if you're charging through? Yes. Which you can do. It's three. Yes. Wow. Now, after surviving... where that came from. The rule book. Yeah, I I know that, but where they... Who who came up with these... That particular rule? Who do I call? A Chaz. Yeah, okay. Now, after surviving and resolving its charge, may the cab remain mounted in... Yeah, I could use some background music. Do you have something for me? Yeah, hand me the... uh, Hand me, the, yeah. Hand me this. Now, after surviving and resolving its charge against the target, may the calf remain mounted in its hex with that enemy unit, broken or good-ordered? Yes, I'm going to say yes. That is correct, Jeffrey Hallett. Now, after surviving and resolving its charge, may it dismount in that hex with the enemy unit? Yes. And you are correct again, it may. Now, may it, after surviving, resolving its charge, may it climb the trees in its hex? (laughs) Climb the tree? Yes. No. No. No, horses have hooves. They cannot climb trees. Wow. Now. I did not know that. Now you do know that. Oh, I do. Hooves. They don't have prehensile tails or opposable thumbs. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And after surviving or resolving its charge, may it enter another location and declare yet another charge. No, that's too many charges. No, you just said you Oh, well, you, you said you could leave the hex. You can. You can, really? multiple you can do multiple charges against adjacent units or units oh. with 20 movement factors. Who knows? Yeah, right. The sky's the limit. Now, after surviving and resolving its charge, may it enter another location 
Oh, I just did that. <laughs> if it stays in its hex, is it marked with a melee counter? So it charged, the guy shot at him, he shot in the advancing, well, he doesn't shoot advanced fire, he just, like, shoots in the, like, overrun, and then, do you mark him with a melee? I'm gonna say yes. I hope! No! Which I would have said yes to. Yeah. Um, then it may attack, may it attack in the close combat phase following that charge? No. Yes, it may. It may. Is that why you're nodding your That's head? That's why I'm nodding my head. Oh, wow. No, I'm actually nodding to the beat. Yes. And you then mark it with a CC counter. So I don't get all that with the marking the melee counters. We tend to just yeah. not to use those, but that's sloppy, sloppy play. So people out there play the proper way, okay? Well, um, what don't you get about that? Well, okay, so I charge in. Okay, I guess the point is this, right? They just did a fire attack at that guy in their hex. Right. So they're not in melee. And you might be confused right. and think, oh, they already attacked, so they're in a melee now. No, they're not. Uh, that f- keeps them free to attack in a close combat? There's a difference between close combat and melee a little bit, so. Hmm, we may have to play through one of those to yeah. see. To see. I'm having a hard time picturing it. Now, can it charge a cave? It can, but it'll get stuck in the door. Correct, so it cannot. Okay. Now, can it attack in close combat? I mean, I'm sorry. Can it? a cavalry unit charge a guy? The guy fired at him. He got his triple point blank, as you said, fire, not halved. Brutal. And then can he fire again in the advanced fire phase? No. No, because he's already considered. Even yeah. if uh, he dismounted, he still cannot take an advancing fire shot. So consider that moving fire into the charge to be yeah. the advanced fire shot. Just mm. think of it that way. Right. Now, you should mark charges at the end of the move with a prep fire, it says, to remind you no advanced fire in the advanced fire phase. That's just what the rule says. Okay. You should mark the charges no with charge a prep. charge counter. Right. So I guess, but they also move, so it seemed weird to me to mark them with a prep, but that's what the rule book says. So I'm just teaching that. Hmm. Okay. That's another one. You know, and sometimes these rules make more sense after you play it a couple of times. Um, because you, usually in play you come up with more stuff. You, you can picture more stuff in your head. You'll come up with those instances where you think, oh, yeah, this makes sense now. Now I see yeah, why we do Yeah, why the rule. And I, I can't picture why that would be necessary right at the moment. I think they should have charge counters. Maybe we could, like, start a company. It just makes charge counter. Well, and horses of a different those color. Boys over at Lafranc Terreur do a nice job of making some extra counters. Yeah, and other companies. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen point five two. Cav and do cav do cavalry and horses take a pin check? No. Leader lost morale check. No. Leader lost task check. No. Can they be pinned? No. You already covered that. Yep. Mixed. Can they be mixed into your potato salad? <laughs> the counters, not the real horses. Oh, I'm going to say yes. You, you can be done. Yeah, I'm going to say this I is advisable. The extra fiber. Right, the rules simply state that it can be done. Yeah. Boy, the but, rules are exhaustive. But they are exhaustive. and But it also points out that that could be a choking hazard. <laughs> okay? <laughs> can Cav go into go heat a battle? No. Oh, you already did. I, we did the same rules. But can, but horses can go into heat. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Can horse counters go berserk? 
maybe that's the heat. I think if you tickle them the right way. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a male horse and you tickle them correctly, they'll go berserk. I've seen it. Can they go fanatic? <laughs> Only when they're really big fans of, like, the Cubs. Yeah. And how I many th- horse counters can you fit on the head of a pin? <laughs> huh? Huh, Mr. Smarty? Super. I don't even know. Now, <laughs> did you know cavalry may declare a human wave? Actually, no. Now, do they have to be Russian cavalry? No. Any nationality. But they must have one squad equivalent per hex and one leader per chain. Similar to the Similar other to rules, human but wave. only one. Yeah. And they have to be, again, three hexes away. Yeah. Uh, one unit must be within 16 and have a line of sight. That's right. where we might have got that 16 from. And... No morale increase on them, like human waves get a morale increase. Right. Not on the cab dudes. And they may pass right through the target hex. So that's not considered a charge, though, then. Yeah, so, so human wave charge. So yeah, human wave charge. Oh, it is. Go into the enemy. Uh, yeah, human wave charge. Okay. You just get to move them all in a chain instead of one at a time. Yeah, okay. Now, my demo will be one at a time. So if we want to do course. a wave okay. charge later and add okay, it on next Okay, right, show, right, right. So that makes that makes sense. We could do that. Yeah. 13.7. Are horse counters units? No. Yes, they're a unit. Oh. Just, you know. Uh, are they considered enemy units? No. No. How do you capture them? Oh, my gosh. I, they covered everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Is that like, because you, yeah. Sugar cubes. Can you, can you, sugar <laughs> cubes. <laughs> Apples. Apples. Yeah. Uh, well, female horses. Now, really, take a guess. Um, they're okay. They're in the hex, just horses. And you yeah. enter the hex. What do you think would be? Uh, I, I would imagine you roll some sort of uh, check, like uh, you know, eleven or less, or twelve. Uh, tw- uh, you know, don't actually, roll. Tw- don't roll twelves. They're just going to use the support weapon recovery rule. Oh, really? Okay. Keep, they keep. They kept it simple. Yeah. Okay. They, they didn't come up with a new rule to capture horses. So roll one die. Don't roll a six. Correct. And any side can do it. It doesn't have to be the side that owns the horse. Yeah. And may but horses be moved by a truck? Well, it's there's no penalty then uh, for riding enemy horses. Really? Right. Yeah. You still get you, the 12, huh? Yeah, you don't even have to be trained as Cav, so it's yeah. not in the rules anywhere. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. May horses be moved by a truck, loaded onto a truck and moved? Oof. Um, I guess it depends on if they're ground up or <laughs> whole. <laughs> These would be In whole cans. horses. Whole horses. Live whole horses? Uh-huh. By a truck. No. No is correct. No. Can they be moved by a landing craft? The naval oh, giant the naval. thing that oh. has tanks on it and everything? Oh, man. I suppose. Yeah, I would say yes. I've seen landing craft, and yes, those would hold horses. Those and hold bigger things. Wow, and, I'm looking for that scenario. If anybody knows where that scenario is. I won't ask on Game Squad, because... I'll never find out. <laughs> and I don't have not. I don't think I've seen that. May ho- may horses move in the route phase? Um. Now remember what happens to the riders on the horses from your part. Uh. Well, it depends. They're I mean, always they're, bailing they, out. Yeah, or, they're bailing out if they're. Shot out from under Yeah, them. and if they fail the morale check, they have to bail out also. So oh, right. So they're off their horses. They're off their so horses, no. which I found interesting. So, no, they leave their horses and they, they route. Yeah, there's no, yeah. no horses don't route. 
themselves. Yeah, so they're just going to they're just going to stay there. Yes, and you can't move the horses independently of, during movement phase or something. Correct. Like, I, like get those horses over here. You got the guy. Yes. I can't whistle. Can you do the whistle thing? Yeah. Hello, horsey. That won't work. Okay. Oh, what wait, if you have a horse one. call? Try another one. What was that? It was a whistle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, they can't move in the advance phase either. No. But So they can only move, as you kind of hinted at, when they're guided by an infantry or infantry dude. Yeah. And then no extra movement cost. You just grab the horses and walk or run or double time or whatever. Well, you mount them. You can mount them. But this would be for... Guiding them instead of riding them. So you can a move in, recover right, so them. Single man counter recover. A single them. man counter can recover Walk. a full a, a full counter. Now there's limits to that. It may each unbroken infantry or cav unit can lead horse counters equal to three times its own size. Oh, okay. So a single man counter can lead leads a, a full squad of horses. Less than or equal the, to three single man counter horse. Yeah. No horse counters. So, th- a so squad, three single-man horse counters. Yeah. Okay. A squad, less than or equal to three full squad horse counters. Okay. And a unit leading, so, yeah, you can walk in and start. Can you lead them to water? But you can't make them drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A unit leading a horse counter, this is so sad, it's going to put me back into my male Your menopause funk. Yeah. funk. It may eliminate that horse counter as if it were a support weapon. Oh man! I know. Why and do they? That, but but then, uh, oh yeah, that's bad. Why do they have to have rules like that in a nice game yeah. like this? Yeah. Really, they and just shoot the horses. <clears throat> I understand that no, no animals were harmed while this game was being created. Oh but, yeah, but a lot of them are killed during the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Which is> really, <laughs> a horse counter. May not carry a support weapon by itself. Right. Exception. Oh, there's an exception. In right. the PTO. In the PTO, it can carry. Well, is it a Japanese horse then? It could be. What could it possibly carry a support weapon? Think of those pictures of the Aussies moving up those mountain trails. What's strapped all over those donkeys and horses? Bully beef. I mean, I don't know. I don't All those know. weapons. So it's called Animal Pack. You have to dismantle like giant gun artillery pieces. There's rules for animal packing in the Pacific. So you oh. can load all this stuff on the horse, and then you got to take them off and dismantle them or assemble them. I'm sorry, assemble them. And, yeah. And I've played those rules maybe once or twice. Yeah. You know, in my whole thousand plus games. Um, and interestingly, the CX counter, as you said, when you gallop does not affect the riders the horses are running not the men right so that's kind of cool you can yeah. get to, you get this huge movement yeah so very handy to the tactics section okay tactics You know, we're running out of horse music. We are. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the last of the cavalry segments, other than the tutorial. 
You know, we didn't run this much music during Smoke, and there's probably a lot of really good Smoke music. We there. weren't on top yeah, of our we game that day. Of, yeah, we have to redo that. Go back, remaster it. Hey, folks, be on the lookout. Next year, we're gonna <laughs> we're going to release our two half squads remastered in 3D sound set final gift set and tactically you know you can charge yeah that's huge right uh open ground is the best place to charge look for open ground i would think so however better yet you might want to consider charging through brush or orchard or grain where you're going to get a little bit of cover yeah as a hindrance to fire coming at you help offset that neg too Right. Right. You also then, when they, if you do break or bail out and break, you know. Yeah. Uh, your dudes who land on the earth there have a little bit of cover to route through. So that open ground right. is risky. Yeah, right. But yeah, because you'd be sitting ducks. Yeah, you're sitting You'd out be there ducks on horses. Can they ride horses? I think they can. Now... With this charging, you may want to look for isolated units, right? Rather than like a whole string of enemy that can all first fire, subsequent fire, lay down all this residual firepower mm-hmm. and all your cab have to go through, uh, as I found out doing the tutorial. Um, isolated enemy units, guys caught in the open. So if your enemy's moving across an open area and doesn't make it into the woods right in one movement turn, mm-hmm. there's a charge opportunity. And with 20 movement factors? Ah, uh, yeah. You can get there fast. Right. You launch a quick charge at that. Draw enemy fire first with some other squads. There's an idea. Yes, right. So that you're free to charge and... Without... Because, yeah, the cab take the neg, too. Yeah, that's nasty. Actually, it's nasty. So if you got some infantry hanging around... Right. Run a half squad out there, see if you can draw some fire. Like, normal tactic, but... More important to avoid the neg, too, on the cab. Yeah, and if you're the defender... Uh, you, you could do spray and fire, you know, into the cab and an adjacent oh, hex, and then yes. NATO would have to cross two hexes. Well, they're going to get yeah, or the next guy charging can't or the go next guy through one right. hex. Right. He's going to have to still face it, and yeah. any little resid can be effective with that neg. Yeah, um, you'd also want to maybe if you got a pin guy or a CX guy out there, go at him. He's got modifiers or reduced mm-hmm. firepower. Right. And now, the main thing is you've got this hugely mobile force. And Jeff, what would you do with uh, any mobile force that you have? What kind of advantages can you gain in the game? Oh, well, you can go. It, I mean, it'd be great for going around. Yeah, you've got to move. You can get around, go around behind, cut off route. Cut off route paths. Yep. Outstanding at that. You use your mobility, encirclement. Right. Remember that, which I don't use nearly yep. enough. So the charge, really, as cool as the charge is, that's probably something you're really going to want to think about. Yes, with your with your cavalry, unless you're unless you're playing in a scenario that's got just huge open ground, yes. desert scenario or something like that. I imagine there's some some cavalry, and I think Rich and I actually played a desert scenario. Like yeah, look for yeah, cavalry. there are some. Look for overwhelming yeah. odds too. Yeah, that way you can draw the fire, absorb losing several cab squads, and then still have guys left that can hit them in, in the uh, charge. Right. And accomplish your goal. Yeah. Um, so you, you want to use them kind of like tanks do, but they're, yeah. of course, much more vulnerable than tanks. You can use your mobility to also exit the board. Of course. 
We yes. have to get points off. Mm-hmm. Uh, use some to draw the first fire, like any other normal tactic that we've covered in the previous shows about drawing first fire and then moving behind that fire. Right. The Cav are really highly equipped with the fast move to get around behind the Resids and get off the board that way. Yeah. But certainly if you've got your cavalry, you're going to want to use them. You're not going to want to skulk. You're not going to want to no. prep fire um, or, you know, that group or anything like that. You so know, be, keep, be thinking about that. Put them in positions where they're going to be moving. Yeah. And the other benefit of that was you force final protective fire when you entered their hex. Right. And they can't shoot out. Right. So it's kind of like a vehicle... Like vehicle freeze by, move. Yeah, vehicle freeze. So right. think about yeah. using your cav like a vehicle freeze, forcing the final protective fire. That forces them to take that morale check you talked about. Right. Um, and with a few cav units, uh, you can do some, a lot of damage that way. Yeah. Now, in a melee, this was interesting, cavalry can be shot at. So think about it, right? You're in a melee after the charge. And you've got other German units looking at that melee. When they fire into it, well, my demo was a charge against Germans. Okay. The horse have to all take the neg, too. Right. The guys on the ground, your, your friendly guys, don't take a neg, too. Oh, right. So mm. better, more effective. People will be more likely to fire into a melee with their own friendly guys in it if right. the enemy is cab. Right. Now... Uh, the mobility also allows you to switch up the focal point of your attack, right, quickly. You know how we keep a normal reserve force of a few squads and a leader somewhere on the board? Right. So they can move left or right, plug the gap, or exploit a weakness in the enemy line. Mm-hmm. And, and, and go ahead and do that with the calf, because now yeah, they're right. more mobile. Um, you can... Well, yeah, and you can use it to draw, draw fire, divert, divert attention, run your cab around the side or the back or whatever, and suddenly the guy's got two fronts he's got to worry about where he only had. Yeah, you know. or to feint, like you're saying, yeah. maybe divert. What yeah. if they you make him move his defenders over to the left, swing a little to the left, mm-hmm. and then your cabs swing back to the right? Right, and they're much faster. Yeah, so they can you know pull the enemy out of position. Yeah, so that's one thing you want to look at when you're playing your cavalry. Uh, you have that multiple charge opportunities, as we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Don't forget it. Hit a hit a hex, make them final protective fire, and if you survive by some chance, you can blow on through there. Yeah. And historically, I was thinking about uh, in miniatures, we use our cavalry to pursue the routing enemy. Hmm. In, in miniatures games, Civil War games, mm-hmm. they often mm-hmm. held their cav off. Yeah, you've played the Ancients right. board game, a couple of them. Um, the cab is good to keep. They're nice for the charge to break the enemy. Right. Infantry, you know, not pikemen, whatever. Uh, and then exploit any opening and to pursue enemies. So once they yeah. start routing, I launch my miniature cav, which is really cool, <laughs> you know, to pursue those routing guys and keep hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. Sure. So I'm right. imagining the same thing's going to apply. Yeah, I would think so. Squad leader. Yeah, chase down those guys that are, you know, pull up next to them, forcing DM. Right. Uh, shoot at them even with the half firepower for mounted, you said. Right. It still could probably And hooves. You could stomp them, on them with hooves. Kick them with the hooves, kick them when they're down. Yeah. 
Those things hurt. And as we said earlier, the CX thing is kind of cool. That really struck me. The horses are tired, not the men. Yeah. So you can get this bonus movement with the double timing and then not pay a penalty for your infantry. Right. Having moved so quickly. Yeah. So, again, think about that. But Cav offer a mobility and yet a vulnerability. And so playing them in a game is, of course, a balance between those things. Um, we played the scenario, do you remember, with my Cav? You had all the Italians yes. moving across mm-hmm. in the Pickavage uh, scenario. Is that from uh, Action Pack 6? Yeah, the last day of the Kunanese, yeah. AP oh, right. 25. Yes, yes, yes. And the Russian had Cav that we found. We just moved them. I used them to move quickly, although the snow messed them up, remember? Yeah. Uh, into a position to cut off your exit. Yeah. And it ended up working in that game at the last minute. Yeah. So we didn't ever use these Cav to charge you. I think by the time I entered, you were more into cover, right? Right. Buildings and stuff. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Maybe I should have tried some charges with them. But in this game where you're exiting, it gave me the mobility to cut off your exit. Yeah, you can cover a lot of territory that way. You don't have to uh, hang peop- hang guys back to cover a large front when you got the cab there. Yeah. They can cut off. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So that's the that's only things that I've come up with. and Those are all very good. That would wrap it up, wouldn't good it? Good stuff. Yeah, that's good. I learned a lot tonight. Well, heck of a long show, wasn't long it? Long show, but... Fascinating. I had a great time, Dave. That's I, you know, great way to start 2011. Yeah, good. Really good show. Interesting rules. A lot of good listener mail. A lot of good stuff going on. That Game Squad thing. You know, I'm still thinking about that. You're old. You know. You know. <laughs> well, okay, I've recovered. Not, but things are not perfect. <laughs> and Man, so it's good. We'll hope to bring you a lot of good things again this year. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to that other. Round table and maybe round, we'll get to round that. table newbie dues. Newbie dues and if somebody could send us like one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars, we would take off a month and just record <laughs> stuff. There's so uh, much to do. Maybe a month and a half. So little time. Yeah, we've been busy. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. And, and remember, roll low and rally well, but not when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye thanks. everybody. Bye bye. I really love you, man. I do. Yeah. You're a horse cat. I love water fountains and cattle. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only two things I want. Yeah, I've always loved you.